0: listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, this is Lawrence Coletti, producer for Legal Talk Network. I'm here at Legal Tech West Coast Trade Show in the Westin Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles, California. I'm currently in our recording room with Mr. Rohit Talwar. Welcome. Good afternoon. So you uh, came in and you said you're from London. Yes, that's correct. Great. So how did you have a long flight today or was it yesterday? Or? Yeah, I came in yesterday. It's about an 11-hour flight. Oh, great. So, rested and ready to go? Reasonably rested and definitely ready to go. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, Rohit, you are the futurist and strategic advisor for Fast Future. That's correct. I'm the CEO of the firm, yes. Your CEO? Is it your firm? Is it? It's my firm, yes. Okay. Wonderful. And so, you're the CEO, futurist, and
1: strategic advisor? I'm the CEO of the firm, and my role is a futurist, helping people think about what might shape the next 5 to 50 years. And I act as a strategic advisor to many companies and governments and non-government organizations around the world. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. And is that heavy emphasis in the legal market?
1: Well, we've been doing this study for ILTA, the International Legal Technology Association, on how advances in technology could impact the legal sector over the next decade or more. And so we've been focusing on that for the last couple of years now.
0: And so you're giving a talk specifically on that, and let me go ahead and just give the uh, the title of the talk so everybody that's here at the conference or not at the conference understands uh, what exactly it is that you're engaging here. So it's ILTA's Legal Technology Future Horizons Research Project, Key Findings, Imperative Actions.
1: That's correct. So I'm, we're going to be sharing uh, a few of the highlights from the study. It's 140 pages plus of insight uh, based on expert interviews. A couple of global surveys, a variety of workshops around the world, and a lot of analysis and thinking on our part. And what we're really distilling today are some of the key messages around how we see technology changing the strategic management of law firms, how it's going to disrupt four key areas. One is the creation of new products and services for clients – Secondly, the actual customer interface and the way in which we interact with customers. Thirdly, the way we support professionals. And fourthly, the way we re-engineer internal processes to streamline them and make them more efficient and lower cost and more transparent.
0: Great, great. So uh, you talked a little bit about some of the, I guess, the the general areas of where this uh, where this information came from. Was there other companies involved in collecting this data? Um, is it survey based? Is it industry The study based?
1: had six sponsors. We talked to over 60 law firms in different ways, whether it was interviews or case studies. We also talked to experts in other fields, people who were experts in information technology, in uh, how technology was disrupting professional services, Uh, Stanford professor, CIO from Toyota Motors. So we tried to get a 360 degree perspective on what might shape the next 10 to 15 years. We extracted from all the insights uh, a bunch of questions that we boiled down into two surveys. One exploring how technology could impact the legal sector over the next 10 years and different scenarios for technologies such as artificial intelligence, Uh, gesture interfaces, embedded technology, the Internet of Things. We explored how all of those could play out in the legal context. And secondly, we looked at a specific set of 60-odd technologies that we extracted from a longer list of 200. And we explored how participants in the survey thought that those technologies could be adopted by pioneers in the legal sector over the next 10 years. So for each technology, we asked people to say, when they thought the technology would be first adopted.
0: Okay, and so uh, after you compiled all these, uh, I guess, different and separate studies together and analyzed it and talked with firms, was it mostly U.S. firms that you talked to?
1: No, no, we talked to firms all over the world, so we draw on uh, inputs from Hong Kong, from Australia, from
0: Europe, and from the U.S. And so, uh, I guess, what were your primary conclusions when you completed your study that we should be left with here? there's a couple of key messages. One is that
1: we're moving from the idea of technology being a valuable enabler of the firm to really acknowledging now that if you want to be a player in the global market, whether you want to be a truly global firm or you want to be a more domestic player but serving your clients as they go global, technology is now more than just a useful enabler. You can't do it without technology and what we're seeing now is that without technology really firms don't have a business. It is increasingly about how effectively you leverage the technology to understand markets, to understand your customers, to support your professionals, to change your processes, to create new products and services and to change the way you interact with customers. Secondly, I guess the big issue that comes out of that is, once you start to acknowledge that you need to make this change, then you've got to think about how you change the mindset of lawyers and the management of law firms to really embrace the potential and understand that these technologies are coming faster and faster, and therefore our window of opportunity to get value from them is shrinking. Our customers expect us to be using the very latest technology, so we have to speed up our execution of them to get a return on investment before we're replacing them with what comes next. We don't want to be stuck with a technology that some customers think is, well, two years out of date. Uh, in the past, that was fine, but now they're really expecting us to be using the latest tools to leverage the way we work with them. And then the third big issue, I think, is around how we manage IT, really professionalising the IT, the CIO function, the IT function in in law firms, making them much more business focused, much more strategic, giving them a far greater emphasis on creating new sources of opportunity and value letting them connect with the customer in, in directly and getting them to streamline the back office functions, streamline the infrastructure, potentially look at outsourcing or other models where they can get us the best of breed as and when we need it, rather than today, you know, there's still a focus on, is the network working? Uh, and we've really got to move them from that operational
0: focus to a more strategic and value-adding focus. So I took away uh, four major points from your, your three issues that you covered there. And so uh, my first is, you know, there's law firms of all different sizes. You've got your smalls, you got your mid-size, and you've got your large firms. And so uh, one of the questions I have for you, and this is the first one, is you're saying that, uh, you know, technology, not only do you have to, I mean, you have to utilize it just to be a player, whereas before it would be an advantage. So I guess my question with that How does that affect a small firm versus a mid-sized firm versus a large firm? If you have to be in the game there, how does that affect them? Because obviously there's some investment cost here.
1: So for a small firm, the, the real imperative is to make sure you have a smart person in charge of technology, that you're not building your own or buying your own, that you're renting it, using the software as a service model, renting applications over the cloud. It gives you immense flexibility. You can try something if it works for you, you can roll it out. If it doesn't, then you try something else. It means you can switch from one generation of technology to the next much faster. But you've got to be able to deliver the kind of technology support that big firms can. The advantage you have is that you don't have that huge investment. You can flip from one solution to the next. For a mid-sized firm, it's harder because you've started to make investments. You want to reap the benefit. The real focus for mid-sized firms is being clear on what your Niches. Where is it you want to play in the market? How do you want to use technology to differentiate yourselves? What products and services do you imagine yourselves bringing to market over the next few years? Where is the potential for you to commoditize things that your competitors, particularly in larger firms, currently make large fees on? And to go before they do, to go in and cannibalize the revenues in a sense, automate it, but then... Also take a share of the revenues of your competitors. And thirdly, again, to try and move out of the notion of building your own all the time towards smaller, more flexible, modular approaches where you can bring in rented applications as and when you need them and evolve with your clients as their demands change. And then for large law firms, you need both, really. You need a solid backbone to run your business on a global basis you need to be thinking very hard about how you're leveraging technology, particularly mobile solutions, artificial intelligence, and uh, smart big data management tools to really put the right data in the hands of your professionals as and when they need it on a, on a dynamic basis. And thirdly, then also making sure that you've got rid of as much as possible internally uh, and you've passed that out to third-party suppliers so that you can migrate more quickly from one generation of technology to the next as your customers push you to do so.
0: Well, I think that's a good segue into the, the next uh, point that I took away from that is the generations. And so I think historically a solid case could be made that lawyers, attorneys are, I guess, fairly fairly risk-averse when it comes to technology and implementing new technologies. They seem to be not necessarily the most ingrained into the the technological innovation so with your speaking uh, engagement coming up here um, how do you plan to bridge the gap between what you've just told us you know the importance how you have to have this technology to be any kind of player in today's world and a population of hard-working individuals that just are a little slow to adopt technology how, how do you bridge that gap
1: well, the game is changing as we speak firstly <laughs> More and more law firms are going after technology companies as their clients. Those companies are pretty smart and sophisticated in their use of technology until it comes to their legal partners. And so the clients are pushing and demanding that the law firms show that they understand the kind of technology that they require legal advice on. So there's one thing happening there. Secondly, we've got a generation of lawyers coming through who are born digital. It's in their blood. It's in their DNA. They're used to using a very sophisticated ecosystem of tools now via the web and social media and their phones and their tablets and all their devices. And so for them, it's a little frustrating when they walk in and the technology they have to work with is less functional and sophisticated than the technology they run their life with. So they're pushing to bring their own devices, to make uh, smarter use of technology, to use the, the tools they know, whether it's Dropbox or social media, to communicate. And that's creating an internal drive in firms. And thirdly, you're seeing more and more firms now experiment with ways of opening the minds of the lawyers as to how you can use technology, getting them to understand the need to speed up technology investment and speed up the exploitation of technology. So it's all happening. We can't keep beating the lawyers up for not changing. They are changing and I think that the pace of change is ex- increasing.
0: So what do you think have uh, historically been the, I guess, the impediments to change that that are seemingly breaking down today? I mean obviously I guess there's a need. Um, you've got clients asking for more and more from their attorneys and, and clients perhaps showing the way, especially the important clients. What were the, the prior impediments to technology being implemented in law firms, do you think?
1: I think in the past, lawyers maybe thought that they were you know, in a position where they couldn't be attacked. Then the global recession really showed to everyone that every industry is vulnerable. Clients started to look for greater value, looking to cut their costs, bought in professional procurement. Lawyers were hit by this. There's growing competition, more than 40,000 new graduates coming out of U.S. law schools every year. So there's intense competition out there. And we're also beginning to understand now that an awful lot of legal work is really heavy-duty IT lifting. It's data processing, it's intelligent analysis and e-discovery. And we're seeing that actually new players are coming in, whether they're existing technology companies or completely new ventures who are saying, I can take a piece of that pie. Because the skill that's required here is really about smart data analytics and information science, not legal work. The legal work comes next when you interpret what we've produced. So you're seeing people coming in and starting to eat away at that. And this gradual understanding in the legal world that in the past we thought we were unassailable, now people can come in and eat our lunch... And then thirdly, you've got this new generation. The previous generations grew up thinking their expertise was everything. Being the 15 to 20 year experienced lawyer was what counted, what you knew was the word of God. And now it's changing. You know, There's lots of people competing for advice. People are able to get it over the internet. There's businesses who were born digital who don't understand why they need to have to go back to what seemed like very old fashioned approaches to get advice when they can get everything else via the web. So everything is changing that lawyers used to kind of have as the pillars on which they stood. And the the smarter ones, and there's a growing number of them, are trying to reinvent themselves to be able to compete in in a fast and rapidly changing reality.
0: Well, that sounds wonderful. Uh, Wonderful advice uh, for some changing times. I want to thank you for coming on our program today. My pleasure. And so uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you uh, and and learn a little bit more about your message? Uh, You can find us
1: at fastfuture.com, and you can find the uh, the ILTA Legal Technology Future Horizon Study at the ILTA website.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, and uh, good luck at your speaking of it. Thank you.